seen anything like that. I'm a very confident front runner. I've had caddy for 33 years, 145 wins now, and that's the best win I've ever had. I have no idea what you have. I don't know. Um, how are we going to count all the shots? You, I, I can't keep track. I don't think he's pleased. Of course, well, that's, a, that's a particularly stupid question. It's the Irish Open. Of course, I want to play at the weekend. Welcome along to Golf Weekly. It's Irish Open Week. We're at Mount Juliet 2021, so we're coming at you a day earlier than usual. Fionn Davenport, good afternoon to you. Uh, good afternoon to you. Peter Laurie, on this sunny afternoon, how are you doing? I'm depressed, Joe. I really, really wish I was in Mount Juliet and not here talking to you, but say la vie. Oh. Playing or watching? Oh, playing. Irish Open right. was always one of the best weeks of the year. Um, mm. Your phone from the start of the week, or even from the previous week, would be buzzing with ticket requests. And then by the time you got to the Irish Open, it was just a festivali of, of playing practice rounds or pro-ams and meeting people you knew and whatever else. So it was great. Mm. Yeah. What's the word been like on the bubble now? I'm sure you're talking to a few of the lads down there. Yeah, I believe it's meant to be very, very tight this week. Um, everybody, caddies are in a separate hotel, um, well away from everybody. Two star. Um, oh, yeah. So so I believe. So I yeah. believe. Fionn Davenport um, recommended it personally to the Irish golf. They'd originally, they'd originally recommended a three star. And I said, look, they can make their own breakfast and they don't need bed sheets. So what's, what's the problem here? I'm surprised mm. it's not a campsite, actually. Fionn. Yeah. <laughs> bring your own tent yeah. <laughs> um and then i think it's pretty much locked down for the players also in, in the hotels okay. it's a um it, it's certainly a different irish open than a lot of the players coming to ireland would be used to and and, and certainly the caddies there are worse hotels to be locked down in i suppose uh, a few tweets in a few messages on discord riley steros Thank you very much for the shout out. Just to say how much I enjoyed the Mark Brody podcast. First time I've listened to a podcast and taken notes. Keep up the good work, boys. Great content. A lot of people enjoyed Mark Brody, actually. I wasn't entirely sure how much people would be into it. Wes Dunn, 92. Super chat with Mark Brody. His book totally changed how I view the game. And then on at want. Brilliant pod with Mark Brody said, Wolfie, time to put the putter back in the bag and practice high, dirty bombs. Phil so. <laughs> Yeah, I enjoyed it, Fionn. He's an intelligent man, I would have said. Yeah. It's often, I mean, we've been, paradoxically, we've been very lucky since the start of the pandemic uh, to have gotten some really, really excellent guests. But as always is the case, what you sometimes hear in the podcast, you can experience it slightly differently because maybe you have to work a little harder to get the guests to open up or, or, or sometimes guests are reticent, whatever it is going into the Mark Brody chat. Like, you know, what do you know? You know, he's an intelligent guy. Obviously he's developed this incredibly complicated system, but I found you just ask him any question and he just expanded on it. So, so completely and answer the question in such an interesting fashion that it made the follow-up just really, really simple. He actually made our job a hell of a lot easier, I thought, because everything he said just naturally led to the next thing. And I, 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 yeah, I really, really enjoyed chatting to him. Yeah. I was making the point to you afterwards that he spoke in complete paragraphs, didn't pause for a second, didn't have an air, didn't have an ah, mm. just answered pretty complex questions at times as if he was reading them off a page. So 
I was saying to you that his computer processing unit is faster than ours. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, to say uh, the least. Did uh, sorry, lads, I didn't hear it as of yet. Um, what? But but can I ask you guys a question? And maybe some of the other listeners haven't heard it as of yet. In his statistical analysis of the uh, strokes gained, um, is there anything for pressure put in there um, in his theory? We did ask him about that, Peter. Uh, the answer comes about three quarters of the way through, and I look forward to hearing what you thought of his answer. Mm. Thank you. He Jeff. did. Uh, <laughs> no, he, he said he, it's the next frontier. It's the next frontier. Yeah. They are bringing that into the equation. So we did mention Rams okay. puts on 17 and 18, and do they count for more? And he said yeah. that's something they're working on at the moment. So they're developing the stats all the time. Apparently, he was saying one of the uh, trickiest areas. But most important areas is like the 150 to 200 yard iron shot. That's really key. And that separates the best from the best. I guess his overarching point was the whole drive for dough. Sorry, drive for show, put for dough maxim that we all hear all the time is one of the biggest loads of rubbish you've ever heard. Mm -hmm. uh, in truth, the big separation is ball striking. And even when we're talking about tournaments and we're saying, oh, so-and-so was here in putting, someone else was there in putting. Their ball striking would have been of a, of a serious standard to get them in contention in the first place. And I was sort of saying intuitively that's true because I would have some measure of chance just by sheer luck in a putting contest with Roy McIlroy if we had 100 of them, whereas off the tee, I ain't winning one of them. And that's the big, and intuitively, you know, that's true. That is the big separation when we watch mm. pros and compare them to our game. And statistically, that is very much borne out as well. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, we never got a chance to ask him whether it was a good idea or not to be booking your flights on the 12th fairway of the Friday. So statistic analysis of that was uh, <laughs> you were missing the cut. <laughs> 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 uh yeah it was a yeah it was a great chat i mean it, like it, it ultimately it goes to that big lie that the number of putts per round you know so oh you had 31 putts or you had 28 putts is such a misleading statistic because you know it's like how many of them were you know for par in terms of like you know he was on or around the green had to chip on but he chipped on to like 18 inches and made the putt so what like that is not a, is not an accurate guide of performance. And so yeah, it was just brilliant. And I recommend anyone who hasn't listened to, to listen. Um, it's really worthwhile stuff. One or two last comments. Bogey Train, great interview with Mark. I listened to him all day and Phil85. Really enjoyed the pod with Mark Brody. I'm surprised, Joe, you didn't give him your scorecards and stats and ask him for a full strategy improvement plan for your game. I've been texting him at length. He hasn't had a chance to get back to me yet but I do look forward to the replies. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why. Mark, a few follow-up questions. Just say, yeah. for instance, hypothetically, there was someone who was yeah. doing X, Y, and Z. So that was Mark Brody. Uh, can we Asking give a shout-out as well to, exactly, Enda Kilgannon, a friend of the party who was in touch. So Enda, just to make you all feel a touch lazy, ran a 100-kilometer ultra marathon last week. It took him 11 hours and he said the Golf Weekly podcast was the best one he listened to along the way. Now, hasn't been yet confirmed high. if he was into kilometer number 95 and delirious at that stage or was just yeah. starting out. But he said Golf Weekly was the best, Peter. We just don't know what state he was in at the time. 100 kilometers. 
statistically, we probably were early on in the <laughs> early on in the hundred. Um, Running for eleven hours over hundred k, good man, Endicle Gannon. That's madness, impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. I do eight k and I'm done. Like that's a marathon to me. Uh, Stephen Healy, tips for people attending the tournament to get the most out of their day. This is at the Irish Open, so I don't really have any strong tips. I mean, I would think the 10,000 people will be largely focused around the 1 p.m. grouping of Rory McIlroy and Tommy Fleetwood, and then at 10 past one, Gray McDowell, Thomas Peters, Richard Bland go off. Harrington's out at 10 past eight in the morning with Andy Sullivan and Thomas Detry, and Lowry is off at 8 a.m., 10 minutes before Harrington with Jonathan Caldwell. And two-time major winner, Martin Keimer. So that's going to be crowded. I would think you definitely want to watch them play a little bit. It depends how early you're going. The only tip I would really give you, golf tournaments are not great spectator events. So I would just say two things. McElroy is going to be on the range around midday. I'd plonk yourself down there from 11.45 and enjoy the show if you haven't seen that before because he's just glorious to watch. And that's where you will see a whole round's worth of shots from McElroy. And you'll get to see a bit of Tommy Fleetwood warming up there as well. And then second thing I would say is find a grouping that has very few people following them and go follow them. Because frankly, the difference between them and the top guys is not all that much. So I wouldn't be afraid to go and follow a, a low wattage grouping. They'd be the two things I do. I definitely follow McElroy for couple of holes until you get sick of it because the crowds will be annoying and there's the rush from the green to the next tee box and on it goes but you got to do that a little bit as well and then yeah i'd follow somebody an hour behind who's um probably just as good in many ways they'd be my tips christian bazudenhut is that how you pronounce his name yeah yeah mm-hmm. i'd follow him that's the guy i'd follow well he's one of the few in the world's top 50 at the event he's 47 in the yeah. world so that's a good shout i'd go and have a look at christian see what he's about i'd go and do that if you are not a subscriber to the pod, this is where we'll say our goodbyes. Go to patreon.com and search for Golf Weekly, $3.99 plus VAT per month. Lots of various interviews like Mark Brody, who was on recently, plus um, podcasts every Thursday and Monday review podcasts at the bigger events and watch along parties on Sundays as well. So it's all there for you. Do come and join us and we'll hopefully talk to you next week.